0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm gonna fucking just get straight into the point because this is my third take and I've fucking had it with audacity. Anyways, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, today's episode, the January 6 attacks. All right, cool. Before we get into today's episode, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Yep, yep, yep. I re- appreciate it a lot. Okay, cool. Let's just jump straight to the episode. Without further ado, sit back, relax, crack open a beer soda, soda water, and enjoy because this is the January 6 attacks. <laughs> sorry for such a harsh introduction. It's just um, I've it's been a long day for me recording right now. I've had three episodes recorded, and uh, it was very annoying, especially when it came to the editing part. But whatever, I'm over it. I'm just I'm just gonna go three for three and get over this shit. So for those of you that don't know, yeah, today we're going over one of the most craziest events in modern history: the January 6th U.S. Capitol attack now um i call it crazy because it's it's really crazy dude i mean a bunch of trumpies just gather up together and nearly ended this fucking country it's crazy had they actually had the proper planning and better equipment probably this country would probably be ruled by trumpies but now it isn't and thank the lord for that anyways so yeah for those of you that are unaware with this situation on january sixth, two 2021 after the defeat of U.S. Sorry, of then U.S. President Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election, a mob of his supporters actually attacked the U.S. Capitol building in the U.S. Uh, sorry, in Washington. The mob sought to keep Trump in power by preventing a joint session of Congress from counting the electoral college votes to formalize the victory of President-elect Joe Biden. According to the House Select Committee investigating the incident, the attack was the culmination of a seven-part plan by Trump to overthrow. Sorry, to overturn the election. Five people would die either shortly before, during, or following the event. One was shot by Capitol Police, another would die of drug overdose, and three died of natural causes. Many people would be injured, including 138 officers, four of which, who responded to the attack, died by suicide within the seven months. As of July 7, 2022, monetary damages caused by the attackers exceeded $2.7 million call to action by Trump, thousands of his supporters gathered in Washington on January 5th and 6th to support his false claim that the 2020 election had been stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats and to demand that Vice President Mike Pence and Congress reject Biden's victory. Starting at noon on January 6th at a Save America rally on the ellipse, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a, um, it's like a, it's a, it's a part, South of the White House, um, it's like it's just a place where they feature. I mean, just have the route, it's like a national park, it's just a literally, it's like a plain field grass, and it's like right in front of a bunch of monuments. Um, anyways, what was it? All right, so there was a same America rally at the ellipse. And Trump just repeated his false claims of election irregularities and said, quote, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. End quote. During and after a speech, thousands of attendees, some armed, walked to the Capitol and hundreds breached police perimeters as Congress was beginning the electoral vote count. More than 2,000 rioters uh, entered the building, many of whom occupied, vandalized, and looted, assaulted Uh, assaulted Capitol Police officers and reporters and attempted to locate lawmakers to capture and harm them. A gallows was erected west of the Capitol and some rioters chanted, quote, hang Mike Pence after he rejected the false claims by Trump and others that the vice president could overturn the election results. Some then vandalized and looted the offices of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, uh, Democrat of California, and other members of Congress. With building security breach, Capitol Police evacuated and locked down both of uh, both chambers of Congress and several buildings in the Capitol complex. Riders occupied this empty Senate chamber while federal law enforcement officers defended the evacuated House floor. Pipe bombs were found at each of the Democratic, pardon me, Democratic National Committee and Republic National Committee uh, headquarters and Molotov cocktails were discovered in a vehicle near the Capitol. Trump resisted sending the National Guard to quell the mob, and that same afternoon in a Twitter video, he reasserted that the election was fraudulent but told his supporters to go home in peace. The, uh, by mid evening the Capitol was clear of rioters, and the counting of electoral votes would resume and was completed in the early morning hours of January 7th hence declare President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris victorious. Pressured by his cabinet, the threat of removal, and many resignations, Trump would later commit to an orderly transition of power in a TV statement. Sorry, in a televised statement. About a week after the riot, the House of Representatives would impeach Trump for incitement for the incitement of insurrection, making him the only U.S. president to be impeached twice. That's a right now as of the 2020s in february after trump had left office the senate voted 57 43 in favor of conviction because this fell short of a two-thirds majority requiring 67 votes he was acquitted for a second time the house passed a bill to create a bipartisan independent commission to investigate the attack modeled after the 9-11 commission however it was blocked by Republicans in the Senate, so the House approved a select committee with seven Democrats and two Republicans to investigate instead. The committee held nine televised public hearings on the attack in 2022 and later voted to subpoena Trump. By March of 2022, the Justice Department investigations had expanded to include the activities of others leading up to the attack. Ultimately, the committee rec- uh, recommended that Trump be prosecuted for obstructing an official proceeding, incitement, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., and making false statements. More than 30 members of anti-government groups, including the Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, Three Percenters, would be charged with conspiracy for allegedly planning their attacks on the Capitol. Ten Oath Keepers and five Proud Boys were charged with as conspiracy, and one was charged with. Uh, sorry, and one would actually plead guilty. Oath Keeper leader Stuart Rhodes would later be convicted of sedition conspiracy. About a year after the attack, in January of 2022, at least 57 people with roles in the day's events were running for public uh, were, pu- were running for public office. Although most people charged with crimes relating to the attack had no known affiliation with far-right or extremist groups, a significant number, however, were linked to extremist groups or conspiratorial sorry, or conspiratorial movements. Two years after the uh, the incident in January of 2023, at least 476 individuals had pleaded guilty. Now, how does such such an event occur? Well, let's take you back to the year 2020. I'm not going to say much about that year, but it was quite an adventure. Adventure, you mean prison sentence? Yeah. Uh, Democrat Joe Biden defeated the incumbent Republican uh, Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election. Trump and other Republicans attempted to overturn this election, falsely claiming widespread voter fraud. Within hours after closing the polls, while votes were still being tabulated, Trump declared victory, demanding that further counting be halted. He would then begin a campaign to subvert the election through legal challenges and an extra legal effort. Trump lawyers had concluded within 10 days after the election that legal challenges to the election results had no factual basis or legal merit. And despite those analyses, he sought to overturn the results by filing not one but 60 lawsuits, including two brought to the Supreme Court. Those actions sought to nullify election certifications and to void votes that had been cast for Biden. Those challenges were all rejected by our courts for lack of evidence or the uh, absence of legal standing. Trump then mounted a campaign to pressure Republican governors, secretaries of state, and state legis- uh, legislators to nullify results by replacing slates of Biden electors with those declared to Trump or by manufacturing evidence of fraud. He further demanded that lawmakers investigate obs- uh, obs- ostensible uh election irregularities such as conducting signature matches of mailed in ballots disres- disregarding any prior analytic efforts trump also personally made inquiries proposing the invocation of martial law to rerun or reverse the election and the appointment of a special counsel to find instances of fraud despite conclusions by federal and state officials that such were few or I, uh, Sorry. an such were few and isolated or non-existent. Trump ultimately undertook neither step, and he repeatedly urged the then-Vice President Mike Pence to alter the results to stop Biden from taking office. None of these actions would have been within Pence's constitutional powers as vice president and president of the Senate. Trump then repeated this call in his rally speech on the morning of January 6. Numerous scholars, historians, political scientists, and journalists have characterized these efforts to overturn The election as an attempted self-coup by trump and an implementation uh, sorry implementation of the big lie now there is a lot of planning to this congress was scheduled to meet jointly on january 6th to certify the winner uh, sorry the winner of the electoral college vote typically a ceremonial affair in december about a month before that Congressman Mo Brooks, representative of Alabama, organized three White House meetings between Trump and Republican ma- uh, lawmakers and others. The purpose of these meetings were to strategize about how Congress could overturn the election results on January 6th. On December 18, four days after Electoral College voted, Trump called for supporters to attend a rally before the January 6th congressional vote count to continue his challenge to the uh, validity of several states, several states' election results. Trump tweeted, quote, Big protests in D.C. on January 6th. Be there, will be wild. End quote. Pardon me. The march to save America <clears throat> and rally that preceded the riots at the Capitol were initially organized by Women for America First, a organization chaired by Amy Kramer, co-founder of Women for Trump. Yes, that's an actual thing. On New Year's Day 2021, they actually obtained a permit with an estimated attendance of 5,000 people for a First Amendment rally march for Trump. In late 2020 and early 2021, Kremer organized and spoke at a series of events across the country as part of a buzz tour to encourage uh, attendance at the January 6th rally and support Trump's efforts to overturn the election results. Women for America first invited its supporters to join a caravan of vehicles traveling to the event. Event management was carried out by Event Strategies, a company founded by Tim Younes who worked for Trump. Uh, sorry, who worked for Trump's 2016 presidential election campaign on January 2nd, Trump would retweet a post by Kremer promoting the January 6th rally, adding that he would be there. And from that point, despite Kremer having the permit. Planning essentially would go, uh, would move on to the White House. Trump discussed the, the speaking lineup and the music to be played at the event. Although the initial plan for the rally called for people to remain at the eclipse, sorry, at the ellipse until the counting of electoral votes was complete. Sorry, counting of electoral slates was complete. The House said they would, they, sorry, they should march to the Capitol as Trump repeatedly urged during his speech. Ali Alexander, a right-wing political activist who took part in organizing the rally and expressed support for storming as completely peaceful, was reported as saying in December that representatives by the name of Paul Gosar, Republican of Arizona, Andy Biggs, another Republican of Arizona, and Mo Brooks, a, rep- uh, representative, sorry, a Republican of Alabama, were involved in the planning of something big, saying, quote, were the four guys who came up with the January 6th event, end quote. He said, according to Alexander, he said, quote, it was to build momentum and pressure and then on the day, change hearts and minds of Congress people who weren't yet decided or saw everyone outside and said, I can't be on the other side of that mob, end quote. His remarks would receive more scrutiny after the events of January 6th, causing Biggs to respond with a statement denying any relationship with Alexander. The Washington Post wrote that videos and posts revealed earlier connections between Alexander and the three members of Congress. Alexander said in April of 2022 that he would cooperate with the Justice Department investigation into the attack after receiving a subpoena from a federal grand jury that was investigating broad categories of people involved in Trump rallies prior to the attack. Alexander was close to a longtime Trump associate Roger Stone with whom he spoke about, quote, logistics and warring fractions of rally organizers in the run-up to January 6th. Alexander gave the January 6th committee all of his communications with stone from the day of the attack. For several weeks before the event, there were over a million mentions of storming the Capitol on social media, including for violence, sorry, including for calls against, Uh, sorry, calls for violence against Congress, Pence, police, and this was done on alternate tech platforms. Uh, platforms such as new aggregator website, patriots.win, chat up Telegram, Twitter-like microblogging websites like Gab and Parler, as well as mainstream social media platforms like TikTok. No one takes anything seriously on TikTok, so... <clears throat> I can see why that slipped past. Many of the protesters planned for violence before the event. Some discussed how to avoid police on the streets, which tools to bring uh, to help pry open doors, and how to smuggle weapons into the city. They discussed the perceived need to attack the police. And after clashes with the Washington, D.C. police during protests on December 12th, 2020, the Proud Boys and other far-right groups would turn against uh, supporting uh, law enforcement. At least one group stopped this steal. posted on December 23rd that it planned to occupy the Capitol with promises to escalate if opposed by uh, the police multiple sides graphically and explicitly uh discussed war physically taking charge at the event killing politicians even soliciting opinions about which poli- uh, politicians should be should be hanged first with an actual gift news so these guys were really serious on january 4th 2021 uh a podcast by the name of um the war room Steve Vanden, the host stated while discussing the planning for the upcoming events and speech by trump on january 6th at the ellipse he said quote live from our nation's capital, you're in the field headquarters of one of the small divisions, small divisions of the bloodless coup." and cool on january 5th the norfolk field office of the fbi reported plans of violence stating quote an online threat Uh, discuss specific cause for violence to include stating quote be ready to fight congress needs to hear glass breaking doors kicking in and blood from their BLM Pantifa slave soldiers being spilled get violent stop calling this a march or rally or a protest go there ready for war we get our president or we die nothing else will achieve this goal end quote the Norfolk reported noted that planners shared a map of the tunnels underneath the Capitol Another comment, uh, comment cited in the FBI memo advocated for Trump supporters going uh, going to Washington. Sorry, I, I scrolled down and I lost where I was reading. Give me a second. Um, Alright, Trump supporters going to Washington to get violent to stop this, especially the Antifa maggots who are sure to come out on masse even if we get the president for four more years. End quote. On December 26th, 2020, a leader of the Oath Keepers allegedly messaged instructions to wait for the 6th when we are all in D.C. to insurrection. According to prosecutors, the leader that also authored a message in December reporting, quote, I organized an alliance between Oath Keepers, Florida 3%ers, and Proud Boys, end quote. Leaders of the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, and Latinos for Trump met near the Phoenix Park Hotel in a parking garage on January 5th, although... Uh, Several of those present claimed to not have discussed matters related to the planning for January 6th. A PDF document titled uh, 1776 Returns Circulated Among the Proud Boys Organization, which laid out a plan for the occupation of key buildings in the U.S. Capitol Complex. NBC News reported in June of 2021 that the FBI had been been asking at least one person charged with involvement in the attack about his possible connection to members of Congress. His trial was set for April 4th, 2022, and the following month he was found guilty. Now, how does one exactly get funding for this kind of shit? Well, organizations taking part in the event included Black Conservatives Fund, 80% Coalition, Moms for America, Peaceful uh Peaceably Gather, Phyllis Shoffey Eagles, I don't know what the fuck that is. Wolf Defense, Wolf Law Defense Fund, Stop the Steal. Turning Point Action, Tea Party Patriots, Women for America First, and WellProtest.com. Yes, that's an actual, that's an actual organization. Wow. Uh the Rule of Law Defense Fund, a 501 arm of the Republican Attorneys General Association, also paid for robocalls to invite people to march to the Capitol building and call on Congress to stop the steal. Conspiracy Theories, Alex Jones Media Company paid 500000 dollars to book the ellipse for the event, some of which was donated by Publix heiress and prominent Trump donor, Julie Jenkins-Fanchelli, uh, whose total contribution to the event would be somewhere around 650000 Jones claimed that, Trump, uh, that the Trump White House asked him to lead the march to the Capitol. Charlie Kirk, a conservative radio host, tweeted that the Turning Point Action and Students for Trump had sent over 80 buses to the Capitol. Roger Stone recorded a video for the Stop the Steal security project to raise funds for staging, transportation, and mostly important, mostly important, the security of the event. Other people attempted to raise funds in December via GoFundMe to help pay for transportation to the rally with limited success. An investigation by BuzzFeed News identified more than a dozen fundraisers to pay for travel to, uh, to the planned rally. GoFundMe subsequently deactivated several of the campaigns after the riot, but some campaigns had already raised part or all of their fundraising goals before deactivation. A lot of Trump's, Trump's closest allies actually met a day before the attack at um at a at a private residence of President Trump. Sorry, at a private residence of the president at Trump International with the following pre, uh, Patriots. Who are joining me in battle for justice and truth? Or at least that was in the words of, um, shit word. Oh my god. Oh no. Charles Herpster. There we go. Sorry, I lost, I thought I lost the sentence. Anyways, now, of course, there were actually predictions to this event. Um, early as 2019, Carl Swisher, a columnist for the New York Times, Stated, quote, if Mr. Trump loses the 2020 election and tweets inaccurately the next day that there are widespread fraud and moreover, people should rise up and armed insurrection to keep him in the office, end quote. In early September of 2020, YouTuber and political commentator Tim Pool said in a recorded conversation, quote, that I've had messages from people saying that they've already got plans to rush to D.C. as soon as November 3 goes chaotic. And that the right-wing militias, the Oath Keepers, the three percenters, and just the Proud Boys and Trump supporters are going to rush full speed to December 3rd. They are going to take the White House and do whatever they can paramilitary, end quote. On December 1st, 2020, a Georgia election official publicly warned, quote, Stop inspiring, me, inspiring people to commit potential acts of violence. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get shot. Someone's going to get killed, end quote. In December of two thousand twenty, another viral tweet would um was sorry, a viral tweet was made saying quote, on January sixth, armed Trump militias will be rallying in DC at Trump's orders. It's highly likely they'll try to storm uh the Capitol after it certifies Joe Biden's win. End quote. So as you can obviously see, you know, some people had some predictions. Now, there were actual official warnings. In the days leading to the attack, organizations monitoring online extremism had been issuing warnings about the event. An internal report dated December 29, 2020, the FBI Minneapolis field office warned of armed protests at every state capital orchestrated by the far-right Boogaloo movement before Biden's inauguration. Yahoo's words, not mine. Before the January 6, 2021, incident the FBI notified the local joint terrorism task force of possible impending violence at the Capitol. The Washington Post reported an internal FBI document on January 5th warned of rioters preparing to travel to Washington and setting up staging areas in various regional sites. states the FBI did not distribute a formal intelligence bulletin. Some security specialists later reported that they had been surprised that they had not received information from the FBI and DHS from uh before the event. Now, there was actual there was actual law enforcement preparation, all right? So to a certain extent, these guys were kind of prepared. According to U.S. Secretary of Army Ryan D McCarthy, law enforcement agencies estimates of the potential size of the crowd calculated in advance of the event vary between 2000 and 80,000 people on January 5th. The National Park Service estimated that 30,000 people would attend the Save America rally based on the people already in the area. The Intelligence and Interagency Coordination Division of the Capitol Police made a threat analysis on January 3rd, which was drafted by a single employee who was not aided by a supervisor in writing and distributing the summary to Capitol Police leadership and others. Sun says the department had developed a plan to respond to First Amendment activities, but had not planned for the criminal riotous behavior they encountered. He also said that the department had to be placed on all hands on deck status. Which meant that every sworn officer would be working. He also said that he activated seven civil disturbance unit platoons, approximately two hundred and fifty officers, with four of those platoons equipped in helmets, protective clothing, and shields. On January 6th, under orders from leadership, the police force deployed without less lethal arms, such as sorry, sting grenades. Department's riot shield sorry, department riot shields had been improperly stored, causing them to shatter upon impact. Yeah. That was how convenient. Sorry. Uh, on January fourth, DC Mayor Bowser. Yes, that's that's yes yes yes. That's an actual politician out there named Bowser. Yes, that's that's an actual that's an actual DC Mayor Bowser. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's it's a little bit funny. Mayor Bowser. Sorry. Uh, Mural Bowser. D.C. Mayor. uh, Where was I? I lost it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I just had to click on her profile. God damn it. It said Bowser, all right, ladies and gentlemen? So what? Sue me. Where was I? Uh, D.C. Mayor Mural Bowser announced that the Metropolitan uh, Police Department of District of Columbia would lead law enforcement for the event and would coordinate with the police. Uh, with the Capitol Police, the U.S. Park Police, and the Secret Service, stating, quote, To be clear, the District of Columbia is not requesting other federal law enforcement personnel and discourages any additional deployment without immediate notification to and consultation with NPD if such plans are underway, end quote, Bowser wrote in a letter to the Department of Justice. Days after the 2020 election on November 9th, Trump Fire Defense Secretary Mark Esper replaced him with Christopher C. Miller. On New Year's Eve 2020, Mayor Bowser requested the District of Columbia National Guard troops to be deployed to support D.C. police during the expected demonstrations. In a request, she also wrote that the guards would not be armed and that they would be primarily responsible for crowd management and traffic direction, allowing police to focus on security concerns. Miller approved the request on January 4th, activating 340 troops, with no more than 114 to be deployed at any given time. In a January 4th memo, Miller pro- prohibited deploying D.C. Guard members with weapons, helmets, body armor, or riot control agents without his personal approval. Three days before the riots, the Department of Defense twice offered to deploy the National Guard to the Capitol, but was told by Capitol Police it would not be necessary. On January 3rd, Sun was reportedly refused additional National Guard support by House Sergeant-at-Arms Paul D. Irving, sorry Irving and Senate Sergeant-at-Arms Michael C. Stenger. On January 5th, Secretary of Army Ryan McCarthy issued a memo directly placing limits on D.C. National Guard. The, con- the Commanding general of D.C. National Guard, Major General William J. Walker, explained the change, saying, quote, All military commanders normally have immediate response authority to protect property, life, and in my case, federal functions, federal property, and life. But in this instance, I did not have that authority, end quote. According to Miller's statements, on January 3rd, Miller was ordered by Trump to do whatever was necessary to protect the demonstrators. On January 6th, on January 22nd, Miller disputed the criticism that the Pentagon had delayed the deployment of the Guard, calling it, quote, complete horseshit, end quote. Uh, Yes, oh my god, I've always wanted to say that. Calling it, quote, complete horseshit. (laughs) Let's go, let's go, let's go. Anyway, so on January 5th, there was... A series of three rallies uh, that took place. Several events related to overturning the election occurred in or around the National Mall in Washington, D.C. The founder of 80% Coalition organized the Rally to Revival, which was permitted to take place at the Freedom Plaza, including a rally to Save America. That same day, Save a Republic rally was led by Moms for America in the early afternoon at Area 9 across the Russell Senate office building. Also, that same day, one Nation Under God rally was scheduled to take place by the Virginia Women for Trump, Stop the Seal, American Phoenix Project, and the Jericho March uh, near the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, the following day, uh, sorry, a uh, rally was organized by recently defeated Republican congressional candidate from South Carolina. It was scheduled for 250 people and permitted in the north inner gravel walkway between 13th and 14th Street within the National Mall and featured a 15 foot high replica of the U.S. Constitution. Now, a lot of these events took place late on January 5th, early January 6th, and at least 10 people were arrested, several on weapons charges the night of January 5th and into the morning of January 6th. The day of the protest, there was a sorry, the day of the incident. There was a wild protest rally organized by the Stop the Steel and it took place in area A across the Russell Senate Office Building. That same day a freedom rally was organized by Freedom uh, by the Virginia Freedom Keepers, Latinos for Trump, United Medical F- uh, Freedom Supporter Pack at 301st Street and uh, Northeast across from the Russell Senate Office Building. I'm <clears throat> Sorry. Now, uh, at around 7.40 p.m. on January 5th, someone wearing a gray hooded sweatshirt, a mask, and a Nike Air Max Speed Turf sneakers was filmed carrying uh, a bag through a residential neighborhood on South Capitol Street. And at around 7.52 p.m., the individual was recorded sitting on a bench outside the DNC. The next day, a pipe bomb was discovered there, placed under a bush. In the footage, the suspect appeared to zip a bag and stand at the wall. Sorry, zip a bag, stand and walk away. At 8 14, they were filmed in an alley near the RNC where a second pipe bomb was found the following day. They placed both bombs within a few blocks of the Capitol and the FBI would go on to distribute photos and video of the person who they believe planted the uh, devices and offered an initial reward of up to $50,000. By the end of the month, it was raised to $75,000. And then a hundred thousand. As of two thousand twenty-three, two years since this incident, nobody has been charged with this incident. Nobody, nobody's been named. It's like, wow, you know, like nothing. Nobody knows about this guy. It's crazy. And I just, I'm looking at images of this guy, and I'm like, oh no, he, he looks, he looks scared he looks scary. He really does. Okay, I'm done. Uh, where was I? Uh. Mm-hmm. Alright, so. Now, the Save America rally took place on January 6th in the Ellipse within the National Mall just south of the White House. The permit was granted to Women for America First, showed their First Amendment rally. March for Trump with speeches running from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yes, that's right. Six hours. These people are dedicating six hours just to stand outside and listen to a bunch of Republicans that probably don't even care about them talk. Anyways, um, Trump supporters gathered on the ellipse to hear speeches from Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and others such as Chapman University Law School professor John C. Esmond, who spoke— at least in part based on his uh, memorandums, which have been described as an instruction manual for a coup d'etat. In a court filing in February, a member of the Oath Keepers claimed that she had acted as security at the rally and was provided with a VIP pass to the rally where she met with Secret Service agents. The U.S. Secret Service denied any private citizens had coordinated with it to provide security on January 6th. On February 22nd, she changed her story and said that she she interacted with the Secret Service only as she passed a security check before the rally. Mo Brooks, a representative of Alabama, was was a featured speaker at the rally and spoke around 9 a.m. where he said, quote, Today is the day American patriots start taking down names and kicking ass. He later stated, quote, Are you going to do what it takes to fight for America? Louder, will you fight? End quote. Other representatives Uh, like Madison Cawthorn, said, quote, this crowd has some fight, end quote. Amy Kramer told attendees, quote, it is up to you and I to see this republic and call them to keep up the fight. Trump's sons, Donald Jr. and Eric, along with Eric's wife, Laura Trump, also spoke, naming naming and verbally attacking republic congressmen and senators who were not in support. Uh, who are not supporting the effort to challenge the electoral vote and promising campaign against them in future primary elections. Donald Jr. said to Republican lawmakers, quote, If you're going to be the zero and not the hero, we're coming for you, end quote. Rudy Giuliani also repeated conspiracy theories that voting machines used in the election were crooked and at 1050 called for trial by combat. Eastman asserted that balloting machines contained secret folders that altered voting results. And at 10.58 a.m., a a Proud Boys contingent left the rally and started marching towards uh, the Capitol building. About an hour later, at 11.58 a.m., from behind a bulletproof shield, Trump gave a speech declaring that he would never concede the election and criticized the media and called Pence to overturn the election results something that was outside of his constitutional power his speech contained many falsehoods and many misrepresentations that inflamed the crowd he did not overtly call on his supporters to use violence or enter the capitol but his speech was filled with violent imagery and trump suggested that his power that his supporters had the power to prevent biden from taking office that same afternoon he released a letter to congress in which he stated that he could not challenge biden's victory. Sorry, Pence released a letter to Congress in which he stated that he could not challenge Biden's victory. Trump called for supporters to walk down to the Capitol to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women when they're and we're probably not going to be cheering for them for. Sorry, so much for some of them. End quote. He told the crowd that he will be with them. But ultimately, he never even went into the Capitol. As to counting Biden's electoral votes, Biden Trump would say, quote, We can't let that happen. He was say he said that, quote, Biden was an illegitimate president, end quote. Referring to the day of the elections, Trump said, quote, most people would stand there at nine in the evening and say, quote, I want to thank you very much, and then go off to some other life. But I said, There's something wrong here. Something's really wrong. It can not have happened. And we have and we fight. We fight like hell. And if you're going to fight like hell, you're not going to. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Okay, just give me a second. I want to do that. I want to. I just want to get into the Trump. I just want to do it in the Trump voice. <clears throat> we fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Something's wrong here. It's really wrong. It can't have happened. Yeah. Never mind. I'm sorry. That's a bad Trump impression. Uh, He was saying to the protesters, quote, going to the Capitol. And we're going to try and give Republicans the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. You'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show us strength and you have to be strong. We have to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully stated. End quote. Uh... I hurt my face, cause when I gotta do my Trump impression, I gotta do with the nastiest, bitchiest looking ass face you could ever think of. Anyways, during his speech, his supporters chanted, "Take the Capitol, taking the Capitol, invade the Capitol, storm the Capitol, and fight for Trump." The New York Times placed the fall of the first barriers at around 103 p.m. Before Trump had finished speaking at 1.12 p.m., an estimated 8,000 supporters had already begun moving up the National Mall, with some shouting that they were storming the Capitol. After completing his speech, Trump went back to the White House on the presidential motorcade, arriving at 1.19 p.m. At some point afterward, Trump would go into the Oval Office and start watching news coverage of the attack. During the rally... Trump knew some of his supporters were armed and demanded that they be allowed to enter the rally and later instructed the crowd to march on the U.S. Capitol. In a December 2021 statement, Trump falsely called the attack a, uh, a completely unarmed protest. The Department of Justice said in a 2020, January 2022 official statement that over 75 people have been charged in relation to the attack with entering a restricted area with a dangerous or deadly weapon, including some armed with guns, stun guns, knives, batons, baseball bats, axes, and even chemical sprays. According to testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson, a Secret Service official had warned Trump that protesters were carrying weapons, but Trump wanted the uh, magnetometers used to detect metallic weapons removed so that our supporters could enter the the rally. According to Hutchinson, when Warren Trump said, quote, I don't fucking care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. They're not here to hurt me. Take the fucking mags away. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here. Let the people in and take the mags away. End quote. Now, as as I, um, as I said before, um, where was I? Just before, um, The attack actually began. Pipe bombs, as I said before, that were planted the night before, were discovered. Attackers besieged and ultimately breached the Capitol, where members of Congress would then barricade themselves in the chamber. And one attacker was actually fatally shot by police while attempting to breach uh, a barricade. Um, at around 12.45 p.m., a bomb was discovered next to the building containing Republican National Committee offices by a woman using the shared alleyway to access her apartment building's laundry room. She alerted the RNC security, which investigated and summoned law enforcement, U.S. Capitol Police, FBI agents, and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, the ATF. All of these people responded to the RNC bomb. Flash forward to about 30 minutes later, while they were still responding to the RNC to the bomb at the RNC, they were informed that a second pipe bomb had been discovered under a bush at the Democratic National Committee. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris was inside the DNC headquarters at the time the pipe bomb was discovered. Capitol Police began investigating the DNC pipe bomb at 1.07 p.m., and Harris was evacuated approximately 1.14 p.m. Devices were of a similar design, about a foot uh, a foot in length. They were safely detonated by bomb squads. The RNC bomb was detonated at 3.33 p.m. and the pipe bomb at the DNC was detonated sometime around 4.30 p.m. according to Capitol Police timeline. The bombs were fully functional and constructed of galvanized steel pipes, homemade black powder, kitchen timers. The FBI stated the bombs were viable and when detonated they could have resulted in serious injury or death. Stone would later tell the Washington Post on January 10th that he suspected the pipe bombs were intentionally placed to draw police attention away from the Capitol. Representative Tim Ryan, a Democrat of Ohio, echoed in a sentiment, sorry, echoed the sentiment in a virtual news conference on January 11th, saying, quote, we do believe there is some level of coordination because of the pipe bombs that immediately drew attention away from the breach that was happening, end quote. The Inspector General of the Capitol Police later concluded, quote, if those pipe bombs were intended to be a diversion, it worked, End quote. As the mob of Trump supporters attacked the Capitol, the discovery of the pipe bombs diverted a large number of already outnumbered law enforcement officers from the Capitol Police. Sorry, Cap- Capitol Police Inspector General Michael Bolton testified before Congress that the pipe bombs uh, drew three teams to investigate. And left only one squad at the Capitol. The FBI would later then you know publicly release the photos and all that kind of stuff. And you know, as of two, you know, two years it's been two years, and you know nothing about this guy has been said. So it's crazy. I honestly, I'm honestly very curious to know what what happened, who that was. I was, I'm very curious. Is it like was it a Proud Boy? Was like it's crazy. Anyways, um, so the attack began when the Proud Boys contingent reached the west perimeter of Capitol Grounds, protected only by a sparse line of police in front of a contemporary fence. fence. Other Trump supporters arrived, forming a growing crowd. The mob, headed by Proud Boy Joe Biggs, rushed the fences and clashed with the police. At 12.53 p.m., rioters stormed through the barriers and onto the Capitol Grounds for the first time as police struggled to contain them. Meanwhile, at the Ellipse, Oath Keepers wearing black hoodies with permanent logos left the rally at 12.52 p.m. and changed into Army combat uniforms with helmets on their way to the Capitol. At approximately 1 p.m., hundreds of Trump supporters clashed with a second thin line of officers and pushed through barriers erected along the perimeter of the Capitol. The crowd swept past barriers and officers, with some members of the mob spraying officers with chemical agents or hitting them with lead pipes. Many rioters walked up external stairways while some resorted to ropes and makeshift ladders. Police blocked the entrance to a tunnel at the Lower West Terrace where rioters waged a three-hour fight to enter. To gain access to the Capitol, several rioters scaled the West Wall. Representative Zoe Lofgren, Lofgren, a Democrat of California, aware that the rioters had reached the Capitol steps, could not reach Stevenson by phone. House Sergeant-at-Arms Paul D. Irving told when the doors of the Capitol were locked and nobody could get in. Telephone logs released by USCP show that Sun had been coordinating additional resources from various agencies. Sun's first call was to the D.C. Metropolitan Police, who arrived within 15 minutes. Sun then called Irving and Stenger at 12.58 p.m. and asked them for an emergency declaration required to call in the National Guard. They both told Stone that they would run it up the chain, but formal approval would arrive more than an hour later. After Trump finished his speech at around 1:12, he returned to the White House despite promising to march with uh, protesters to the Capitol. A reliable estimate of the total size of the crowd cannot be ascertained, as aerial photos are not permitted in Washington D.C. for you know security reasons. But the crowd was estimated to be in the thousands. At 1:50 p.m., the on-scene MPD incident commander declared a riot. At 1.58 p.m., Capitol Police officers removed the barricade on the northeast side of the Capitol, allowing hundreds of protesters to stream onto the ground. Just before 2 p.m., numerous rioters reached the doors and windows of the Capitol and began attempts to break in. At around 2.11, a group of rioters used a piece of lumber to break through um to break through a window and began climbing into building into the building moments later. At 2.12, a proud boy seized a Capitol Police plastic shield and used it to smash through another window. By 2.13, the Capitol Police uh, was officially breached and the growing mob straightened into the National Statutory Hall. Although most of the Capitol's windows had been reinforced, the rioters targeted those that remained as single-pane glass and that could be broken easily. As rioters began to invade the Capitol and other nearby buildings, some buildings in the complex were evacuated. Outside the mob punctured the tires of a police sorry outside the mob punctured the tires of a police car and left a note saying quote Pelosi is Satan on the windshield. Politico reported some rioters briefly showing their police badges or military identification to law enforcement as they approached the Capitol expecting to be let inside. One cali- one Capitol police officer told BuzzFeed News that one rider told him quote we're doing this for you as he flashed a police badge. <clears throat> Concerned about the approaching mob, Representative Maxine Waters, Democrat of California, called Capitol Police Chief Steven Sun, who was not on Capitol grounds but at the police department headquarters. When asked what the police were doing to stop the rioters, Sun told Waters, we're doing the best we can before the line went dead. Federal officials estimate that, (coughs) sorry, (coughs) that about 10,000 rioters entered the Capitol grounds and the Secret Service and FBI have estimated that about 1,200 reached the building. A news crew from British broadcaster ITV actually followed the rioters into the Capitol, the only broadcaster to do so. More than 800 video files and audio sorry, 800 video and audio files including DC Metropolitan Radio transmissions, Capitol Police uh police body worn camera footage and Capitol surveillance camera footage were later obtained as evidence in Trump's impeachment trial. The evidence showed that the assailants launched a large and coordinated attack. For example, quote, security camera footage near the house chamber shows the rioters waving reinforcements to come around the corner. Another video shows more than 150 rioters charging through a a breach entrance in just a minute and a half, end quote. While assaulting the Capitol, the uh, the crowd would chant fight, 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 stop the steal, and fight for Trump. As they were overrun by violent mob, the police acted with restraint and would plead for backup. Many of the attackers employed tactics, body armor, and technology such as two-way radio headsets, similar to those of the very police they were confronting. Some rioters wore riot gear, including helmets, military-style vests. A pair of rioters even had plastic handcuffs, which they found on a table inside the Capitol. In an analysis of later court documents, it was reported that at least 85%, 85 participants in the, char- in the riot were charged with carrying or using a weapon such as guns, knives, axes, chemical sprays, police gear, and or stun guns in the riots to assault others and break objects. It's also illegal to private weapons at the Capitol. Some of the rioters even had American flags, Confederate battle flags, and even Nazi emblems. For the first time in u.s history a confederate battle flag was displayed inside the Capitol. christian imagery and rhetoric were prevalent with writers carrying crosses and signs saying quote jesus saves and jesus 2020. on the national mall writers chanted christ is king and one writer who carried a christ uh, christian uh, was even carrying a christian flag writers referred to the neo-fascist proud boys as god's warriors these were mainly neo-charismatic prophetic uh, prophetic Christians who believe that Trump was prophesied to remain in power and anointed by God to save Christian Americans from religious persecution. Yes, that's an actual that, that actually exists. Jesus. Although a few ev- evangelical leaders supported the riots, most condemned the violence and criticized Trump for inciting the crowd. The criticism would come from Christian from liberal Christian groups such as the Red Little Christians, as well as ev- uh, evangelical groups who were generally supportive of Trump. This um, this criticism did not affect evangelical support for him. Investigative journalist Sarah Posner, author of Unholy White Evangelicals Worship the All Tarp Donald Trump, argued that many white evangelical uh, Christians in the U.S. create an echo chamber whereby Trump missteps are blamed on the Democratic Party, leftists, mainstream media, anything except him, the last of which being viewed... Especially untrustworthy. <laughs> Anyways. uh, Let's see. Where was I? Where was I? Um, uh, right. So at around 2.15 p.m., the house would go into recess. Gosar spoke. Uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi was escorted out of the chamber, and the house was gaveled into recess. But... It would resume a few minutes later and amid security concerns, uh, Representative Dean Phillips, Democratic from Minnesota, would yell, this is because of you, at his Republican colleagues. The House resumed debate about 10 minutes later at 2.25. After Gossard finished speaking at 2.30, the House went into recess after rioters had entered the House wing and were attempting to enter the Speaker's lobby just outside the chamber. Lawmakers were still inside and being evacuated with Pelosi, Kevin McCarthy, and a few others being taken to a secure location. With violence breaking out, Capitol Security advised members of Congress to take over. Members of Congress inside the House chamber were told to don gas masks as law enforcement began using tear gas within the building. ABC News reported that shots were fired within the Capitol. An armed standoff took place at the front door of the chamber of the House of Representatives as the mob attempted to break in federal law enforcement officers drew their guns inside and pointed them towards the chamber doors where uh, which were barricaded with furniture. In the stairway, one officer fired a shot at a man uh, coming towards him. Photographer Erin Schaeff said that from the Capitol of she ran upstairs where rioters would grab her press badge. Police later found her and because her press badge had been stolen, held her at gunpoint before other colleagues intervened. By around 6 p.m. sorry oh no no i meant i went way too ahead uh chief of staff for representative anaya presley democrat from massachusetts i think claimed that when the congresswoman and the staff barricaded themselves in her office and attempted to call for help with the duress buttons they had been previously used during safety drills, every panic button in my office had been torn out like the whole unit subsequently a house administration committee emailed Greg Sargent of the Washington Post, claiming that the missing buttons were lightly due to a clerical screw-up resulting from Presley swapping office. Representative Jamal Bowman, a Democrat of New York, tweeted that there were no duress buttons in his office, but acknowledged that he was only three days into his term and they, were, they, they would actually be installed a week later. Multiple rioters using the cameras on their cell phones documented themselves occupying the Capitol and offices of various representatives, vandalizing the offices of Speaker Pelosi, accessing secure computers, and even stealing a laptop. By 6 p.m., the building was cleared of rioters, and bomb squads swept the Capitol. At 7.15 p.m., the Defense Secretary Miller told the leaders of Congress that they were cleared to return to the Capitol. And sometime around 8.06 p.m., Pence called the Senate back into session, and at 9 p.m., Pelosi did the same uh, in the House. After debating and voting down two objections, Congress voted to confirm Biden's electoral win at 3.24 a.m. on January 7th, 2021. Wow. Talk about a crazy day. Damn! Could you imagine being still being stuck at a house at fucking three in the fucking morning? Hell no! And having to be back at the house. Wait, how does how does the schedule of a politician work? How does how would that work? Does that mean they have to be back at the office in a few hours, or do they get to sleep in, or like how how does that? Um, uh, hmm. it's weird. Anyways. Um, where was I? Where was I? Mm. Now we've actually already gone over the groups that were involved in this kind of incident. But did you actually know that there were actual state lawmakers? Nineteen Republican current and former state legislators were present at the event. All of them denied participating in acts of violence. West Virginia Delegate Derek Evans filmed himself entering the Capitol alongside rioters. On January 8th, he was charged by federal authorities with entering a restricted area, and he was signed from the delegates' House of Delegates the next day. Amanda Chase was censored by the Virginia State for her actions surrounding the event. In response, she filed a federal lawsuit against that body. In May of 2021, months after the riot, crowdsourced video analysis identified Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastrino and his wife passing through a breached Capitol police barricade, contradicting his previous claims. Mastriano dismissed these accusations as a work of angry partisans <clears throat> who were foot soldiers during, of the ruling elite. M- uh, Mastriano had also organized buses for people to travel from Pennsylvania to stop the seal ra- uh, stop the steel rally. Trump was in the West Wing of the House, uh, of the White House at the time of the attack, and he was initially, quote unquote, pleased and refused to intercede when his supporters breached the Capitol. Staffers reported that Trump had been impossible to talk throughout the day. Concerned that Trump may have been committed, may have committed treason through his actions, White House counsel Pat, Pat Sipone reportedly asked advised administration officials to avoid contact with Trump and avoid any illegal orders that could further incite the attack to limit their, to limit their, uh, uh, prosecutorial liability under this edition Act of 1918. Shortly after 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as the riot was going on, and after senators had been evacuated, Trump placed calls to Republican senators first Mike Lee of Utah, and then Tommy Tuberville. Yes, that's an actual name, Tommy Tuberville, of Alabama, asking them to make more objections to the counting of electoral votes to try to overturn the election. Pence was evacuated by the Secret Service from the Senate chamber at around 2.13 at 2.47 p.m. As his supporters violently clashed with the police at the Capitol, Trump stated, quote, Please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on our side of the country. Stay peaceful. End quote. The Washington Post later reported that Trump did not want to include the words, stay peaceful. <clears throat> During the riot, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows received messages from Donald Trump Jr., as well as Fox News hosts Sean Hannity and Laura Ingraham and Brian Clement, urging him to tell Trump to condemn the mayhem at the risk of his reputation. By 3.10 p.m., pressure was building on Trump to condemn supporters engaged by riots. By 2, uh, 3.25, Trump tweeted, quote, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue, end quote. But he refused to call upon the crowd to disperse. By three forty, several congressional Republicans called upon Trump to more specifically condemn violence and to tell his supporters to end the occupation at the Capitol. At three forty p.m., White House Secretary Kaylee McAnnie, <coughs> McNanny, sorry, Mc McAnnie, that's how you pronounce it, said the National Guard and other federal protective services had been deployed. At 4.06 p.m. On national television, President-elect Biden called for President Trump to end the riot, and at 4.22 p.m., Trump would issue a video message on social media that Twitter, uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube would later take down. In it, he repeated his claims of electoral fraud, praised his supporters, and told them to, quote-unquote, go home. At 6.25 p.m., Trump tweeted, quote, These are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long and then issued a call, quote, go home with love and peace, remember this day forever, end quote. At 7 p.m., Rudy Gianni placed a second call to Lee's number and left a voice in the mail intended for Tuberville, urging him to make more objections to the electoral votes as part of a bid to try to just slow it down, end quote. In a televised January 6th attack congressional hearing on June 9th, 2022, Congresspersons Bernie Thompson and Liz Cheney stated that Trump did nothing to stop the attack, despite numerous urgent requests that he intervene. They described Trump's inaction as declaration, sorry, their their election of duty. Cheney said Trump had attempted to overturn a free and fair democratic election by prompting, sorry, promoting a seven-part conspiracy. According to Representative Thompson, January 6th was the culmination of an attempt to coup, a brazen attempt, as one writer pour, uh, put it shortly after, January 6th to overthrow the government. The violence was no accident. It represents Trump's last stand, the most desperate chance to halt the transfer of power. End quote. Trump, according to the committee, quote, lied to the American people, ignored all evidence, refuting his false fraud claims, pressured state and federal officials to throw out elections favoring his favorite Sorry, elections favoring his challenger, encouraged a violent mob to storm the Capitol and even signaled support for the execution of his own vice president. End quote. After the January 9th hearing, Congressman Tom Rice reiterated his long uh, hell view of Trump. Uh, Trump's cutting saying, quote, he watched it happen. He reveled it. Sorry, he reveled it in and he took no action to stop it. I think he had a duty to try to stop it. And he failed in that duty. End quote. Uh, where was I next? Next up, uh, Capitol Police had not planned for a riot or attack, as I said before. Capitol Police Board, consisting of the, of, pol- uh, of the architect of the Capitol, the House Sergeant-at-Arms, and the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms, has the authority to request the National Guard to the Capitol, but made the decision on January 3rd not to do so. On January 6th, USAP officers deployed without less lethal arms such as sting nades. At 12.49 p.m., Capitol Police responded to the two bombs near the Capitol. Minutes later, rioters breached a police perimeter west of the Capitol building. By 2.12 p.m., rioters breached into the Capitol building. Capitol and D.C. police then fought to protect Congress and restore order, while the individu- individuals at the Department of Defense waited over three hours to deploy the National Guard. Chief Police Son first requested assistance from the D.C. National Guard at 1:49 p.m. At 2:22 p.m., D.C. officials also requested the National Guard deployment in a conference call with Pentagon leaders. After the Department of uh, After the D.O.D. refused to send immediate assistance, D.C. Mayor Bowser then contacted Public Safety Secretary of Virginia Brian Moran, who immediately dispatched Virginia State Police to the district. At 249, the governor of Virginia activated all available assets, including the Virginia National Guard, to aid the U.S. Capitol. The authorization of the DOD required for legal deployment was not granted. By 3.10 p.m., police from Fairfax County County were dispatched to the district, arriving at 3.15 p.m. Talk about a response time. Shortly after 4 p.m., the White House released a video of Trump calling for the supporters to go home, and the then-acting Secretary of Defense, Christopher Miller, approved the deployment of the National Guard at 4.30 p.m. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley later told the House Committee investigating January 6 that Pence, not Trump, had requested the deployment of the National Guard. By 4.24 p.m., a 12-man armed FBI tactical team arrived at the, cop- at the Capitol complex. At around 5.02 p.m., about 150 soldiers of the DCNG departed to the DC Army. The contingent reached the Capitol complex and began support operations at 5.40 p.m. By 6.14 p.m., the U.S. Capitol Police, DC Metropolitan Police, and the DCNG successfully established a perimeter on the west side of the U.S. Capitol. By 8 p.m., the US Capitol declared the U.S. Capitol building to be secure. Hinsertations that Trump had ordered the National Guard to deploy and that the Speaker uh, <clears throat> and that speaker Nancy uh, Pelosi blocked deployment are false. Through the attack, Pelosi and House Majority Leader Steny uh, Hoyer asked the Defense uh, ter- uh, Secretary and the Governors of Virginia and Maryland to deploy the National Guard. The January 6th committee con- uh, concluded that prior to the attack, Trump had floated the idea with his staff of deploying 10,000 National Guardsmen, though not to protect the capital, but rather protect him and his supporters from any supposed threats by left-wing counter-protesters. In the aftermath, like I said before, five people resulted dead. Um, uh, yeah, five people resulted dead. Apologies, I had to look at my recording time. First things first, you had a shield, but an unarmed thirty-four, uh, a thirty-five-year-old Air Force veteran that was fatally shot in the upper chest by Lieutenant Michael Leroy Bird while attempting to climb through the shattered window of a barricaded door. 42-year-old Brian Signick, a responding Capitol Police officer, was pepper-sprayed during the riot and had two thrombobo- uh, thrombombolic strokes the next day, after which he was placed on life support and soon died. The D.C. chief medical examiner found he died from a stroke, classifying his death as natural and commenting that, quote, all that transpired played a role in his condition, end quote. Roseanne Boylan, age 34, died of an amphetamine overdose during the riot rather than as she was initially reported from being trampled by other rioters after her collapse. Ruled accidental by the D.C. medical uh, examiner's office. Her mother, Cheryl Boylan, told NBC News that uh, she was not doing drugs. The only thing they found was her own prescription medicine, end quote. Kevin Greason, age fifty-five, and Benjamin Phillips, age fifty, died naturally from coronary heart disease and heart, hypertensive heart disease. I guess, I guess their heart couldn't take the that that uh that adrenaline. I guess I don't fucking know. Some rioters and 138 police officers were injured as well, of whom fifteen were hospital- hospitalized, some with severe injuries. All had been released from the hospital by January eleventh because, well, I just, insurance ain't cheap, son. Uh, morale among the capitol police would plummet after the riot the department responded to several incidents where officers threatened to harm themselves four officers from various police departments who responded to the attack committed suicide in the days uh, and months that followed capitol police officer howard charles Livingood died by suicide three days after the attack and dc metropolitan officer jeffrey smith who was injured in the attack Died by suicide from a gunshot wound to the head at George Washington Memorial Parkway on January 15 after a misdiagnosed concussion. A former D.C. chief medical examiner hired by Smith's widow reported that the acute precipitating event that caused the death of Officer Smith was his occupational exposure to the dramatic events he suffered on January 6th widow subsequently sued two of his alleged assailants, claiming they caused a traumatic brain injury with a crowbar or heavy walking stick, leading to his death. In the immediate aftermath of the attack, some members of Congress and press reports included these two suicides in the m- uh, number of reported casualties, for a total of seven deaths. In July, two more members of law enforcement who had rep- uh, who had responded to the attack died by suicide as well. Metropolitan Officer Kyle Hendrick. De, uh, their freight check was found on July 10th, and Metropolitan Officer Gunther Paul Hashida was found on July 29th. On August 5, 2021, Levingood and Smith, along with Brian Sicknick and Billy Evans, were posthumously honored in a signing ceremony for a bill to award Congressional Gold Medals to Capitol Police Officer and other January 6th responders. Their names were noted in the text of the bill, and Biden would remark on their deaths. Uh, In terms of damage, well, rioters stormed the offices of Nancy Pelosi, flipping tables, ripping photos. The offices, sorry, the offices, sorry, the office of Senate Parliamentarian was ransacked. Art was looted. Feces was, you know, thrown into several hallways. Windows were smashed to the building, leaving the floor littered with glass and debris. Rioters damaged, turned over, stole furniture, one door had, quote, murdered the media, scribbled onto it. Uh, Rioters damaged Associated Press recording and broadcasting equipment from outside the Capitol after chasing away reporters. Rioters also uh, destroyed a display honoring the life of Congressman and Civil Rights leader John Lewis. A photo of Representative Andy Kim, a Democrat from New Jersey, cleaning up the litter in Rotunda after midnight went viral. The rioters caused extensive physical damage. Architect of the Capitol, J. Brennan Blanton, who pleads the office charged with maintaining the Capitol and preserving its art and architecture, reported in congressional testimony from late February of 2021 that the combined cost, <clears throat> cost of repairing the damage and post-attack security measures, such as erecting temporary perimeter fencing, already exceeded $30 million, and it will continue to increase. In May of 2021, prosecutors estimated the damage would cause $1.5 million. Interior damage from the riot included broken glass, broken drawers, graffiti, as well as defecation. Throughout the complex, on the floor smeared on the walls, some statues, some paintings, furniture, all damaged by pepper spray, tear gas, and even fire extinguishing agents. The historic bronze Columbus doors were damaged, items including portraits of Presidents John Quincy Adams, James Madison, as well as a marble statue of President Thomas Jefferson were also covered in a corrosive gas agent residue, and these were sent to the Smithsonian for assessment and restoration. A 19th century marble bust of uh, President Zachary Taylor was defaced with what seemed to be blood, but the most important works in the Capitol collections, such as the John Turnbull paintings, were unharmed. On the Capitol's exterior two 19th century bronze light fixtures designed by Frederick Law Olmsted were damaged. Because the Capitol has no insurance against laws, taxpayers are actually going to have to pay for damage inflicted by the siege. Rare old-growth mahogany wood stored in Wisconsin for more than 100 years by the Forest Products Laboratory was used to replace damaged wood fixtures and doors at the Capitol. You know what? You know, I actually did not know about that until now. Damn. A laptop owned by Senator Jeff Merkley, a uh, Democrat from uh, what is that? Ohio. Oh, Oregon. Ooh. Was stolen. A laptop taken from Speaker's Pelosi office uh, was a laptop from a conference room that was only used for presentations, according to Pelosi's deputy chief of staff. Representative Ruben Gallego, a Democrat of Arizona, said, quote, we have to do a full review of what was taken or copied or even left behind in terms of bugs and listening devices, end quote. Military news websites, S.O.F.R. SoftRep reported that several secret level laptops were stolen, some of which have been abandoned while still logged into a uh, uh, spynet causing authorities to temporarily shut down spynet for a security update on January seventh and leading to the U.S. Army special o- uh, U.S. Army special operations comments who reauthorize all Spirit connected computers on January eighth. Representative Anna Ishu, a Democrat from Cal- uh, California, stated in a stated in, quote. Images on social media and the, pro, uh, in the press of vigilantes accessing congressional computers are worrying, end quote. And she asked the chief administrative, officers, uh, chief administrative officer of the House to conduct a full assessment of threats based on what transpired. The CAO said it was providing support and guidance to the House offices as needed. The laptop computer taken from... Uh, taken from Pelosi's office was taken by 22-year-old Riley Williams. Williams was actually arrested and indicted on eight counts, including theft of government property, obstructing an official proceeding, assaulting or resisting police. The indictment charged her with stealing the Helwet, the, the Hillwit Packard laptop computer from Pelosi's office, subsequently selling or disposing of it and boasting on social media of having taken Pelosi's hard drives. The laptop has not been recovered, and Pelosi's office stated that the computer was only used for presentations. Williams' boyfriend, who tipped off the police, said that she had intended to uh, send the stolen laptop to a friend in Russia for sale to Russian intelligence. Williams pleaded not guilty to the charges. See, now what I don't get is, if you call yourself a patriot, why would you be selling American intelligence to Russians? Like, how does that... How does that even work oh whatever uh, in the aftermath uh 228 people from 39 states and dc were charged with federal and or dc offenses in april of 2021 439 people had been charged by early september there were over 600 federal defendants 10 percent of whom pled guilty or sorry had pled guilty Hundreds more arrests are expected to come. By October 13, there were over 630 federal defendants and 100 guilty pleas, with BuzzFeed publishing a searchable table of plea deals. On January 6, 2022, a year after the attack, over 725 people had been charged for the involvement. The figure had increased to more than 950 a year later. Most defendants faced 2.0. Class B misdemeanor counts for demonstrating in the Capitol and disorderly conduct, and two, Class A misdemeanor counts for being in a restrictive building and destructive activity, end quote. According to BuzzFeed, and therefore most plea deals address those misdemeanors. Some defendants have been additionally charged with felonies. The medium prison sentence for those is... Uh, the median prison sentence for those convicted thus far is 45 days with those who committed violence facing longer uh, incarceration other punishments included home detention fines probation community service on january 13 2022 10 members of the oath keepers including store uh, Rhodes, were arrested and charged with it is conspiracy in march of 2022 the justice department investigated. Uh, investigations of participants in the attack had expanded to include activities of others leading up to the attack a federal grand jury was impaneled that issued at least one subpoena seeking records about people who have organized spoke at or provided security at trump rallies as well as information about members of the executive and legislative branches who may have taken part in planning or executing the rallies or attempted to obstruct influence impede or delay the certification of the election in june in june of 2022 after the committee held three hearings trump told a faith and freedom coalition conference that he might run again for president if elected he would very very seriously consider pardoning all those who stormed the Capitol. nbc news reported that trump expressed no regrets about january 6th in a speech and doubled down on his unfounded claims about the election in september of 2022 trump Similarly pledged to very, very strongly consider full pardons with an apology if re-elected. As of November 2022, over 940 people have been, uh, have been charged in the Capitol breach. In the aftermath of the attack, after, draw- after drawing widespread con- uh, con- condemnation from U.S. Congress, members of the administration, and the media, 45th U.S. President Donald Trump released a video statement it, Sorry. A videotaped statement on January 7th to stop the resignations of his staff and the threats of impeachment or removal of his office of office. In the statement, he condemned the the violence at the U.S. Capitol, stating that, quote, a new administration will be inaugurated, which was widely seen as a concession and a focus now turns up to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power End quote to the Joe Biden administration. Vanity Fair reported that Trump was at least part was at least partially convinced to make a statement by U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham, representative of South Carolina, who told, uh, su- who told a sufficient number of Senate Republicans would support removing him from office unless he conceded. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McNa Mc- had attempted to distance the administration from the rioters' behavior in a televised statement earlier that day. On January 9th, the New York Times reported that Trump had told the White House aides he regretted committing an orderly transition of power and would never resign from office. In a March 25 interview with Fox News, Trump defended the Capitol attackers, saying that they were patriots who posed zero threat and criticized law enforcement for uh, for persecuting the rioters. A survey by Hobby School of Public Affairs at the University of Houston taken from January 12 to uh, 20 showed that nearly a third of Texas Republicans supported the attack. Overall, 83% of all Texans who expressed an opinion were opposed to it. In a poll of Americans just after the attack, 79% of those surveyed said that America is falling apart. In February of uh, 2022, the Republican National Committee called the events of January 6th as quote legitimate political discourse uh, From a historic perspective while there have been other instances of violence at the Capitol in the 19th and 20th century, this event was the most severe assault on the building since the 1814 burning of Washington by the British Army during the War of 1812 The last attempt on the life of the Vice President was at a, a bomb plot against thomas marshall in the year 1915 for the first time in u.s history a confederate flag was flown inside the capitol and the confederate states army never even reached the capitol nor came closer than six miles from the capitol at the battle of fort stevens during the american civil war Douglas brinkley a historian at rice university remarked on how january 6 would be remembered in american history now every january 6 we're going to have to remember what happened I worry if we lose the day, it will lose some of its wallop over time, end quote. He also wrote about Trump's responsibility during the attack, stating, quote, There are always going to be puzzle pieces added as to what occurred on January 6th because the president of the United States was sitting there watching this on television on, in the White House, as we all know, allowing it to go on and on, end quote. Speaking on January 6, 2022, historians Doris Kearns Goodwin and John Meacham warned that the U.S. remained at a crucial turning point. Meacham would comment, quote, what you saw over a year ago today was one of the worst instincts of both human nature and American politics. It's either a step on the way to the abyss or it's a call to arms figure to figure leave for citizens to engage, end quote. Goodwin also added, quote, we've come through these really tough times before. We've had lots of people who were willing to step up and put their public lives against their private lives. And that's what we got to depend on today. That's what we need in these years and the months ahead. End quote. And yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Wow. Damn. What do you guys think? Do you guys think this was actually something incited by Trump? I actually do believe this. This was something incited by Trump. I do also believe that there is a lot more, especially when it comes to that whole bombing story. There's no way that just... There's something extra behind that bombing story. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're pretty much going to wrap it up there today. Um, let me know what you guys think about this event in history. I know for a fact it's one that uh, just... It's it's crazy. um, It's crazy. And it's it's definitely something that kids will have a headache understanding in the history books later on. But uh, (laughs) that's not my problem. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that pretty much sums it up for today's episode. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Feel free to follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony podcast. New episodes every Wednesdays and Saturdays. Thank you guys all so much for listening and I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you. And don't drink and drive. Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.